0: Hello, hello. Welcome to Origin Gates podcast called Wisdom's Echo. I'm Elijah Ward and I'll be sharing the inside of the day. And I just wanted to spend this first opportunity sharing with you guys to really just kind of introduce myself and share about kind of some of the foundational things that I believe and that I, some of the foundational truths that I cling to. Um, and use that as kind of a launching pad to, um, to kind of initiate some of the revelation that I'd like to dive into over the course of the next several months or indefinitely as we, as we continue this podcast. I really have a lot of, um, just a lot of expectation in my heart for how Yahweh is going to use this to reach the ends of the earth and to really help bring the sons of Yahweh, the sons of God around the earth, um, who have a hunger for something more than a uh, ascribing to a religious system um, or submitting to a religious mechanism um, of study and really stepping into a lifestyle of union with Yahweh. Um, and uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So I want to talk today really about kind of the foundational belief system that that kind of, um, launched me into a lot of revelation that has transformed my world. You know, I, um, I recently wrote a book called Zion Here and Now. Um, you can find it on my website, ElijahTheSun.com. And really, the, the heart of this book is that, um, is that Yahweh, God, is alive. That He is not a concept to be studied he is not a story to be um, uh, t- a story to be chronicled in a book and left on a shelf, but he is a very living, very real, very interactive, engaged father um, who desires to walk in relationship, who desires to um, to, uh, to to commune with his family, and. Uh, and really, the the kind of that is the revelation that really opens up the entire book. Um, I f- did not feel right stepping into um, the book Zion here and now without beginning it with that one thing. Is that if you're going to read this book, you've got to know that that God is alive. Because if you try and step into some of the realities of kingdom function and you try and engage higher truths without an understanding that God is alive, He is real, He does what He pleases, and He invites His sons to be a part of what He is doing, He's not stuck in a book. He's not stuck 2,000 years ago. Um, You can't really walk in progressive truth without understanding and submitting to the truth, the fact that that Yahweh is alive. He is simply alive to the same degree that I live and I breathe and I communicate and to the same degree that my wife is alive and she's active in my life and she communicates her passions with me and I communicate my passions to her and we celebrate and we support each other in living communion each day. To the same degree and even infinitely more so, Yahweh is al- he's alive and uh, and He's active and He is engaged with us each day and in every moment and because he's alive we've been given access to really see things that um yeshua calls them uh calls this realm the unseen now there's a there's a gift that is given to all those who are born again And it's a gift that enables you to walk in the true power. Um, It's really the beginning of the true power that the sons were given by Yahweh to really break open the reality and establish the anthem of Christ in the earth. And that's um, on earth as it is in heaven. There's a key there, and it's this it's embedded in this scripture. When Yeshua said um, uh, that you will not, unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. He says, unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. And so what we can kind of extrapolate from that statement is this, is that if you are born again, the gift that is associated and that is included in your being born from above is sight, is the ability to see the unseen kingdom of God. And I think that that has been one of the things that has handicapped the church for a very long time, is that religion made our pursuit of God um, a, a, a being consumed by study of an ancient manuscript instead of an ever-present engagement with one who whose presence transcends time and space, who is always alive, who, is, who was and is and is to come, who is accessible to us right now, only through the blood of Yeshua, our King, who laid himself down so that we could walk in, um, in, in relationship and not just study. And so this truth that those who are born again have the ability to see really transformed my world. Um, and the way that it kind of broke open all of all of the revelation that the Father just began to kind of unload on me um, over the course of several years. Um, as I began to kind of learn this, my strategy, my kind of tactic for for practicing how to see, because, you know, that's a question that a lot of new believers, those who are newly born into the kingdom, a lot of people have that question. I myself had that question. How can I... Um, uh, hear the voice of God how do I know that I'm that this vision I'm having is real you know how do I engage with heaven well you know it's it's really to me it was always as simple as this is that when I think a thought that can only have come from Yahweh I'm seeing his thought I'm grabbing hold I'm seeing the unseen kingdom and so really I made it as simple as that when I have a thought that I know had to have come from God alone, I'm gonna cling to that like it is the truth that sustains my everyday life. <laughs> and, and so walking in this lifestyle of not letting any thought pass me by, but g- taking every thought captive and holding it in front of my face and believing it to be true, really catalyzed my engagement with the unseen. And, and really how I would test that is, um, I would actually test it on people and it's not because i believe that evangelism is the apex of christian living (laughs) it's uh i just knew that you know if i can see unseen truths if i can really see what god desires for me to see and operate in a realm of truth that is beyond the words that are written on a page of scripture then I should be able to see truths about those around me in the same way that I would see truth, unwritten truth about the God who is who inhabits the throne above every throne. And so I would test this ability to see on people. And it may sound immature, It may sound like I was questioning that ability to see, like maybe I was testing it to see if it was correct, but really I was just practicing engaging with the unseen. This is just the path that Yahweh took me on, you know, and uh, it really led to some interesting stuff. Um, I've got several stories um, in uh, kind of the first chapter of my book that I use to talk about how do you engage the unseen. And it had to do with some encounters I had, um, with some people, you know, the first, um, the first time this happened, I was actually at a restaurant with, with my family, um, here in Mobile, Alabama. And, uh, and the waitress came up to our table. We, we were sitting at a really big round table and, um, and my i mean i'm talking my whole family was there and so uh you know as the waitress was going around the table getting drink orders and pouring drinks it's, when she reached over my shoulder to pour my drink i immediately saw a vision of her leaning over holding her back and she was in agony and uh and so I thought, oh, there it was. There's one of those thoughts. There's there's one of those moments where I was overtaken by a vision of something that um, that probably came from God. And again, it sounds, it, but I just. It it was me. It was not a, a lack of my belief in my ability to see. It was more of a curiosity to engage with the possibility of what could unfold if I would be faithful to lay hold of that vision, and so I wrestled with myself throughout this whole meal. Terrified, I was. I was thinking, I've got it. I've got to find out. I have to know what you know. What's going on? Um, you know, I'd, I'd had visions a lot, and so I just thought, you know what? I really. Don't have anything to lose. And so at the end of the meal, I stood up and um, I looked at, at her name. Her name was Chastity. And I said, Chastity, I got to ask you a question. And if I don't ask you, I won't be able to sleep tonight. Is what I told her. And she said, well, what is it? And she looked concerned. I said, do you have back problems? And she, her eyes just got wide and she looked shocked. And she reached down into her apron and she pulled out this tube of of, of, of icy hot back pain relief gel. And she said, you know, if I, I don't use basically all of this tube every single day, I can hardly make it through a shift at work. And I was amazed at what, what happened. I You know, I was just so shocked it was almost like i had no clue that i really could know things you know it was my kind of pioneering my you know um ability to kind of engage with what some people might call a word of knowledge but really i see it as engaging an unseen truth i saw a truth about chastity that was not written the holy ghost carried me beyond the realm of observable truth and i was able to access a place where i could see beyond what's naturally visible and 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 really from that place being able to kind of function in the earth as as yahweh's you know hands and feet as some people might say and so um you know i had no idea what to do <laughs> i would not had any you know training you don't, they don't have Christian training classes on how to respond to a situation like all I knew how to do was pray for her. so I said can I pray for you and, and we were standing there in the middle of the restaurant and everyone was watching so she was real awkward and I was real awkward and it was a real awkward situation but that, that was kind of like a catalyst for me you know it was it launched me into a kind of a lifestyle a consistent daily walk where I had confidence in what I was seeing. I had confidence in what I was hearing. And I was really, um, really from that moment on, enabled to begin really laying hold of, of unseen truth. And you know, it's interesting too that Yeshua, when he was speaking to his disciples and talking about what would happen when he had to cross over and when he had to move on from his earthly ministry and really be established in his heavenly seating and coronation He said this to his disciples. He said that it's better for you that I go, because I'm going to send a helper, and the helper that he said he was sending, um, he said would do this. There's a there's a key function to the Holy Spirit embedded in this little passage. He says, "Who he will he will come, and this helper will guide you into all truth." And I've always found it interesting that there are a lot of Christians who have banged me over the head with the Bible. And told me that it's the highest authority and although I believe and I trust in the foundation and the plumb line of Scripture as a as the infrastructure by which I can build a, a, a life in the kingdom and upon which I can uh, inhabit the, the foundational truth that will and ultimately enable me to stand before Yahweh and, and commune with him in his presence I, I trust you know and I and I love the word but The function of the Holy Spirit is to carry us into, quote, all truth. So there's something there. There is truth beyond what's overtly available in Scripture to read with your eyes. And there's a realm of an unseen place and an unseen kingdom that we've been given access to um, where we can engage with unseen truths. We can really operate in the realm of, of the mystic, revelation of who christ is and uh, who he desires to be in us and what he has enabled us to be in him and uh and all of this really to say that um you know that that he is alive the revelation that god is alive is one that really has transformed my engagement of of who he is each day who he is to me how i how i operate and and how i um kind of function in, in heavenly places throughout my day um, and it sounds so simple but it's one of those things where you don't realize that you don't understand how alive he is until you see how alive he is and you realize how much um how much you were really kind of um under um you know uh, devaluing the uh, the function of of you know, what he's called you to be in him. He's really so, so, so alive. He's so real that even right now as I'm speaking, he is a part of our conversation. He's closer than the words on my lips are. You know, he's, he's closer to me than, um, you know, than, than the, the building blocks of the matter that have created my, my physical being. Um, that has really, you know, been a, a, a revelation that has changed my life. And I think it, will serve as a great foundation for the, the topics that are going to be, I'm going to continue to kind of talk about throughout, uh, the next few podcasts. And so, um, you know, I'm excited. I want to talk about, um, some keys, some foundational keys. Um, I want to talk about, you know, the Davidic anointing that is, that we see throughout, um, throughout the Psalms that, that kind of gives us access into the realm of Zion. There's so much, so, so, so much. And I'm so honored to be a part of this. Um, those the, the co-hosts that are a part of this podcast, um, every single one of them have so deeply impacted my life and, and my my walk with Yahweh and my wife and even our marriage and our family. I'm so grateful for everybody who's sharing on this podcast. And I am um, just in complete awe and wonder that 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 I would be invited to share with you. So I'm really excited to continue. Um, that's all for today's um, for today's podcast, and I'm looking forward to getting back with you soon. So thanks for listening in to Wisdom's Echo. <laughs>